Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the podcast, Three Sides, with me, Aaron McLeod, where we will talk about all things that fall under the umbrellas of high performance, passion, and equality. Before we get started today, a few words from our sponsor, Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe 50 B L E A V 50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. So today's episode is going to be a little bit heavy, but hopefully informative. I didn't have an episode last week because I had to get all my ducks in a row because I'm working a lot of jobs at the moment. One of them being a player rep for the Orlando Pride, a team in the National Women's Soccer League, who most of you know as the NWSL. And I serve as a member of the bargaining committee and board of representatives in the NWSL PA, which is the NWSL Players Association. We are currently in the middle of negotiating the first ever collective bargaining agreement for the league. The league has been running for nine years. Now, we have many goals as a collective, but ultimately we want to increase the quality of life of every player in the league. One thing the PA, headed by, of course, Megan Burke, the executive director, I have to give her props, she works endlessly. One thing the PA has worked very hard on with Alex Morgan and company is a anti-harassment policy that went into effect this year. Remember, this league has existed for nine years and we haven't had one up until this point. It is a document, like many WorkSafe policies, that outlines abuse of all kinds and what is and isn't acceptable in the workplace. So soon after, of course, putting this anti-harassment policy together, Kai McCullough from the Washington Spirit came forward to the Washington Post on August 11th, 2021, speaking to the verbal and emotional abuse she experienced from her head coach, Richie Burke. He eventually, quote unquote, stepped down for mental health reasons and was reassigned to the Spirit front office. A few weeks later, on August 31st, 2021, Jeff Kasuf released an article in The Equalizer, how Racing Louisville fired head coach Christy Holly for cause. Holly coached at Sky Blue, which is now New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, in 2016 and 2017, leaving halfway through the last season amid some controversy. Finally, the biggest bomb was dropped September 30th, 2021, when Meg Linehan released an article in The Athletic, where two incredibly brave humans, Mana Shim and Sinead Farrelly, come forward about their personal experiences with abuse. And we're talking sexual coercion and sexual assault here from their head coach, Paul Riley, at the Portland Thorns. 
Shim came forward filing a complaint in 2015 where the behavior was investigated. And ultimately, the Thorns decided not to renew his contract because Riley had, quote-unquote, broken team policy. Five months later, only five months later, Paul Riley started working with the New York Flash at another team in the NWSL. But it kind of gets worse from here. Due to the new anti-harassment policy this year, Farrelly, Sinead Farrelly and Mono Shim asked the league commissioner to reinvestigate the claims from 2015. Mostly because the concern was, and still is, how was it handled? How can we avoid this happening again? What is the hiring process? How can we make our athletes feel safe and protected? And how can we more accurately look into the history of these coaches being hired? Baird's response to the email was that the investigation was already concluded. Lisa Baird being the commissioner of the league. Her response was leaked, and it was pumped all over the internet. Lisa Baird, Lisa Levine, who served as a general counsel of the NWSL, resigned shortly after, and Paul Riley was fired. Recently, Marla Messing was announced as the interim CEO for the league. CBA negotiations continue, but in my opinion, the biggest gains have been made as far as changing the silence culture across the NWSL. All players have stood together for a minute of silence, either at the beginning of the game or at the six-minute mark. The six-minute mark has obviously significance for the six years of silence that this situation was just looked over and Paul Riley continued to coach throughout the league. But standing together, and then of course having all of our fans, our incredible fans, stand with us, showed that we are no longer going to stand for this type of behavior. Along with a minute of silence, the NWSLPA released a list of demands that had to happen for all of our players across the league to feel safe. I could get into all of the demands, but they are quite lengthy. If you want to check those out, you can find them on NWSL underscore players. That is our social handle. And let me say just one more time. I have been truly inspired by Kaya McCullough, Monashim, Sinead Fairley for, of course, making the first step, and then for everyone else in this league standing together, united, to make sure this never happens again. So, of course, like I'm sure many of you, after I was looking at all these articles, I kind of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole online, and I started kind of looking at silence cultures and, and why it exists and what's the history behind it. And I was really surprised to come across this one book called Against Our Will. This is a book written in 1960 by Susan Braunmiller. Now, this book, if you look at it, is actually quite racist. And there's a lot of things about it that are damaging, especially for black men. Um, but the one thing it does speak to is it was actually one of the very first times an author or someone challenged the concept that being raped was a woman's fault. She spoke to how a lot of inequality that exists within society and politics and culture uh, helps to fuel um, this type of behavior and almost helps to justify men in these positions of power because they ultimately believe that they are the ones who are superior and continually show that superiority. So this is something that has happened forever since the beginning of time, but generationally, it is interesting to listen to uh, some opinions from baby boomers, for example, and that's anyone born basically after the Second World War. 
And women growing up um, after that time had to really work really hard to gain respect in the workplace. And some sexual assault or comments or abuse or verbal abuse, emotional abuse, abusive power became almost commonplace for a lot of women trying to work their way up. But luckily, we have made, I think, a lot of gains in this area, but not without some massive movements that have got to be mentioned. So I looked a little bit into the Me Too movement. Because to be quite honest, I had an idea of what it was, but wasn't totally sure. So initially, it was a social movement against sexual abuse and sexual harassment, where people publicized allegations of sex crimes. The phrase Me Too was used on social media for the first time, in this context anyway, on MySpace in 2006 by an activist and herself a sexual assault survivor, Tarana Burke. Now, the whole purpose of the Me Too movement was to show power in numbers, aka how many women, especially those who are young and vulnerable, experience this type of abuse, especially in the workplace. But this movement especially caught some traction following the sexual abuse allegations against Harvey Weinstein in early October 2017. Now, for those of you who don't know, Harvey Weinstein co-founded Miramax with his brother and is now serving his 23 years in prison for the 80-plus women that made allegations against him, including rape, criminal sex acts, sexual abuse, and sexual misconduct, dating back to the 1970s. On October 15, 2017, the U.S. actress Alyssa Milano posted on Twitter, If all the women who have been sexually harassed or assaulted wrote Me Too as a status, we might give people a sense of the magnitude of the problem. Shortly after, stars like Gwyneth Paltrow, Ashley Judd, Jennifer Lawrence, and Uma Thurman followed among a lot of others. As a result, at least 200 prominent men soon after lost their jobs, and at least 920 people came forward to say one of these men subjected them to sexual misconduct. Less than a year earlier, Roger Ailes at Fox News was sued by Gretchen Carlson. Carlson was a Fox News household name basically at the point. And she was demoted and then let go from her job when she rejected sexual advances by Ailes. The case was eventually settled for $20 million for Gretchen Carlson with a public apology from Fox News. Soon after Carlson came forward, more and more women also came forward to report similar abuse. Now, I've learned a lot in the last few weeks, but what I recognize is change, especially in this space, comes from a few brave people to step forward and speak out against this behavior. But it also requires management and any people in positions of power to listen, to believe the victims, or in the very least, investigate the accusations. Because when these voices are silenced, the abuse continues. And therefore, those who are unwilling to listen or do anything about it, in my opinion, are just as guilty as the abusers. I also think it is so extremely important to continue to create policies within the workplace that protect everybody. I think education is, is something that is so important, is so overlooked. Codes of conduct must be put in place. There must be you know, anti-harassment education seminars for everybody who's working at any club across the league to make sure that everybody knows what's right, what's wrong, what's crossing the line. 
And lastly, there must always be anonymous reporting systems in place so that no matter who it is, they feel comfortable reporting any type of abuse. And it must be very easily accessible for everyone. And I'm sure there's a lot more, but that's what I know and have learned so far. Next episode, we will discuss the proposed changes of the NWSLPA and sit down with Jenna Hellstrom, a player on the Canadian women's national team, one of my dear friends. She is currently playing in Sweden, but was brave enough to sit down and talk to me about her experience while she was playing in the NWSL because she faced herself a lot of emotional and verbal abuse. To say the last few weeks has been heavy would be a complete understatement. What breaks my heart, and I've said it over and over, is when coaches are in these positions and they abuse the power that they have. Being a very determined athlete who just would do anything to get to the top, I can't imagine being put in that position. So again, I have to give credit to the voices that have come forward, and I think we also have to continue to come forward to really put an end to all of this. Because at the end of the day, when we are in an environment where we feel safe and where we belong and where we can trust everyone around us, we thrive and we excel. And really that, for me, at the end of the day, is the whole purpose of sport. This episode was brought to you today by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Three Sides with Aaron McLeod. If you are interested in hearing about a certain topic, let me know. You can email me directly at themotivenation1 at gmail.com or my Mindful Project email, aaron at themindfulproject.us. Thank you for your presence and for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, We sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.